hi, I'm Cheryl and Fenn. Hello, this is Christabel. Hello, this is Michael Horst. I'm Amy Shields. I'm Mark Frost. Hi, I'm Kimmy Robertson. Hey, Ben, this is David Duchovny. We have a beautiful, beautiful book. Twin Peaks Unwrapped the Book. You can get it at bluerosemag.com. Supplies are limited. Uh, get this bad boy while it's hot. Want to say we're under the 300 mark for these books. Yes. And then yes. once they're gone, they are gone. Our thinking would be that the book would be gone by the end of the year. I mean, I don't even know if it's going to last that long. But the idea was that, hey, this is the 30th anniversary. Like, wouldn't it be cool just to have a book that could be available to really diehard Twin Peaks fans? We recommend you pick it up at bluerosemag.com. Thank you for your interest and for your enthusiasm and, and keeping Twin Peaks alive. Welcome to Twin Peaks Unwrapped. I'm your host, Ben Durant, and beside me is... Brian Kazaska. Hi, Brian. Hey, Ben. Today's show is very, very super special. We're winding down on the air... And we are so lucky to get Ian Buchanan, Lester guy himself, on the show to talk to him about Twin Peaks and on the air. So without further ado, Ian Buchanan. Well, thank you for your time. It's it's great to get to talk to you. Well, yes, I'm very happy to talk to you. (laughs) Nancy said she had a wonderful time, so. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. Nancy Nancy was awesome and she was really cool. Yeah, she's, she's great. She's a nice lady. So I'd love to start off talking to you about, like, maybe your earlier life that, you know, am I right that your first real experience in front of the camera was as a model? Yes, absolutely. Yes, well, as, a, as an adult, but uh, my, I had a, my aunt and uncle were photographers, so we were always getting photographs as children, my elder brother more than I, but I made up for that as I got older. So. Huh. Isn't that something? Wow. And how yeah. did you get into acting? Was I was modeling in London, and the Ford model agency brought me to America. And uh, as soon as I got to New York, I thought, well, maybe now's the time. I was like, you know, my like 24. I thought maybe now's the time I should look towards something else. And uh, I started. I went to Lee Strasberg, the Theatre Institute, for two years, and then got to observe at the Actors Studio for a couple of years and studied with another coach and. That was how I started. So wow. lost my accent, like fairly <laughs> a bit of it. I tried to mellow it out, um, and uh, with uh, Kiri Sedgwick's mother was my my vocal coach, and Don Lawrence was another vocal coach I had. And then I from then showcased like some stuff around New York City and at the Actors Studio and got an agent, and then got signed by ABC to do soap opera. So. Yeah, I think about it. You've been doing soaps for over 30 years, which is so impressive. Very. <laughs> I know people who've been doing it for like 40 years. Oh, my gosh. Isn't that something? Not of impressive, but also depressing. I Aww. think the fact that I, I remember doing this stuff uh, when I went back to General Hospital for their 50th anniversary and doing the press and had would been there for the 25th anniversary. And I remember thinking then, 
people that had been on the show for 25 years. I wow. thought, why would you want to be anywhere for <laughs> And here I was, like, you know, 25 years later, like, thinking, like, wow, you know, got to be careful. And <laughs> the words you speak have to be sweet and tender because you eventually have to eat them. I was like, aha, there we go. <laughs> yeah. it, it's also kind of cool that you've been in four of the major soap operas. I think it's so impressive, too. Uh, yes, I have. Uh, yeah, including the three three of the ones that are still on. I did actually Young and the Restless. I did a crossover. Huh. But I've been, uh, yeah, all the remaining ones I've been on, and only one of the canceled ones, All My Children. Ah, and Port Charles. I was on oh, Port yeah. Charles. Also, yeah, Port Charles, yeah. Yep. The spinoff. My stepmother watched General Hospital, so I would sneak in and I would watch it a little bit, and I watched a little bit of Port Charles back in the day, too. And I, <laughs> I always thought you did a great job. Oh, you job. did? Yeah, I thought yeah. You, were, you, you, were, you were great. I was always rooting for you. I thought you were, you were a great character there. Yeah, I like that character. The, you know, we were a little... I actually just met Julie Carruthers, who was the producer of that, and the other day for something, and she was, you know, it was a little ahead of its time. It was a way ahead of... Just the, you know, it was between way after Dark Shadows, but just before True Blood and yeah. all the other, the, the whole vampire phenomenon. But uh, we had a lot of fun. I just was back east with uh, Lynn Herring and uh, Ken Schreiner and who else was there from Port Charles? I can't remember. We were talking about just how much fun people had asked us about it. Just what a fun, just what a fun show it was. It was really great. We had a lot of fun. I was just gonna say, it was, was it a week or two ago? It was only a few weeks ago that you were here, and like we're we're in the on the East Coast, so we're in Massachusetts and Connecticut. Uh, I was last uh, Saturday. We were in Jersey, and then Sunday we were in Long Island. Yeah, oh, Long Island, Island. Uh, <laughs> Huntington, I believe. I can't, you know, it was such a those weekend things are such a whirl get in late Friday and get up early Saturday and do one thing and then do a late Saturday thing and then travel and do an all day Sunday then get on a plane so very busy uh, this, yeah this past weekend Isn't that wow something? yeah so you also worked uh, with David Lynch and Laura Flynn, Flynn Boyle on Obsessions commercial how was that that was great that's when I first uh, Joanna Ray who was to cast most, all of, most of David's stuff I had met and uh, she cast me in the Obsession thing that David was directing and that day it was the day he shot it was the day that I met him and he asked if I could go meet him on the Tuesday with Joanna that he said I would make a perfect dick <laughs> and did he know what he was talking about things, but, yeah, yeah. Uh, so I uh, went I met them on the Tuesday and I think started on the following Monday I believe I started my first episode yeah wow that's yeah, so cool that quick and did you know who David Lynch was before you, you did the commercial or uh, you know, I did, and I'd also, yeah, I did, but also, you know, there was the buzz about Twin Peaks, which was airing already, and, yeah. and I'd heard, you know, there'd been a lot of buzz about that, so it was kind of a, I didn't, I, I was cast, and I think, I didn't, I think, I don't think I was supposed to tell anybody, and I really didn't, but I went to a party on the Friday night and had a cocktail and told everybody. So. <laughs> That's and great. Everybody was like, oh, oh my God, you're kidding. You really are going to be on Twitter? Like, you know, and I was like, really? It's, is it that big of a deal? Because I'd, you know, been General Hospital and Gary Shandling and never really stopped working. I was always doing something. So I kind of was, like, I just finished the Columbo, I believe, for the Columbo movie of the week. And so I was like, well, yeah, I guess this is it. Here we go. So. <laughs> That's great. No. That, that was the start of a whole whole different adventure and a whole different experience, which was very different from anything else I'd ever done. So. Now, did you find it easy to transition from a soap opera to, you know, a character? It's a little more slapsticky, especially like on the air and Twin Peaks. Yeah, I, I found it easy. You know, I kind of want it. It's, 
I'd only done general hospital for three years, but I really kind of didn't, I didn't feel like a, I, I always sort of felt more like a character actor and more like comedy because I'd done performance stuff in New, uh, performance art in New York. And I really didn't feel, I didn't feel trapped inside this leading man thing, but it, you know, I've gone on to, to prefer being a supporting character because you get to do the heavy emotional lifting and stuff. So hmm. I kind of tried to do some of that with General Hospital, even this the last go round to make it an all, you know, make it more of a kind of a, just the, the sort of character I like to play. But I like playing big, you know, funny, big, kind of quirky. I like that. Yeah. Yeah, your like timing is great. Yeah, I was going to say, you, you have great comic timing, and I'm so impressed how you're able to make Dick Tremaine kind of funny. And, like, I don't know, it's, you don't even have to say anything. It's like your body language sometimes made it so funny. And I just was, I wondered, you kind of said it, but I was wondering how you prepared for a role like that. I, I actually am I'm sort of one of those actors that really doesn't, I wouldn't know how to prepare for anything. So yeah. what I usually do is just, a, it's a wing and a prayer, but... It's all kind of, you know, when you have the right costume and you have the right sort of, you know, the writing is good. And I kind of tend to, like, uh, I don't know, just absorb everything around me and then kind of re react to that. And also, I don't, you know, I'm just, like, I'm not really influenced by much because I'm kind of uh, more of a, a reader than, than anything else. I sort of read a lot, but I think um, I like everything just a little off-center because I think it's, you know, and... I just, I, I just, it's, it's just more interesting, and it, it, I view everything that way. So it kind of makes, it, it allows me to find something that's really unique. I think. Yeah, cool. It works. And do you have a favorite? Oh, thank you. Yeah, really. Yeah. <laughs> we do a show weekly, but I was rewatching your scenes in Twin Peaks. And it's like, wow, the timing of him. Like somebody says something, and then you, whether it be a smile or just the way your body movement is, and it's just like, wow, I'm so impressed at how you responded to uh, another actor, and it, it really is impressive. Thank you. You know, definitely. Sort of, uh, Dick had that kind of an attitude, and probably was so insecure he had this superiority complex. Mm -hmm. I think. And try to make himself like you know the sort of the absolute like arbiter of all taste and person who knew everything better than anybody else. And <laughs> I think uh, he covered up for his, you know, he 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 didn't. So he that's where he kind of presented, which was all sort of I don't think very and most of it was very insincere. So that was kind of I think where all of that came from. Like you know, are they onto me? Are, you know, kind of a beat like kind of. And of course, everybody was on to him, but he, I don't mm. think he realized. Yeah. Now, did you have any favorite moments from uh, filming Twin Peaks? Any favorite episodes? Yes, I, did. I had, I had many. I loved working with uh, with with Harry Gauze and with with um, my lovely friend Kimmy Robertson. We had a little triangle that was going like a, which wasn't unlike a soap opera, except it was kind of like a, you know, like a, a very funny, like a little love triangle. Um, I liked, and I loved working with David Lander. We had worked together previously, and again, many times, but the Pine Weasel, I think, I liked. I, <laughs> yeah, that was kind that. Of, I had no idea what that was about, what to expect from that. <laughs> no idea how it would work. So I think got lucky with whoever directed it. The wine taste thing, I really liked, because I think it was Dick at his finest being a dick. <laughs> yes, yes. Good evening. Evening all, and welcome to our Unophiliac Soiree. Another in a continuing series of public events sponsored by Horn Industries to benefit the Stop Ghostwood Development Movement. 
Oh no, what? Something to do with wine. And now, our first wines this evening are reds. There are some schools of thought who of course say, there are no other wines but reds. <laughs> yes, Andy? There are also white wines and sparkling wines. Thank you, Andy. And now that we're all poured, let us first examine. Don't taste it yet, Andy, for heaven's sake. Spit it out. Sorry. That's all right. That's what we're here for, to learn. <laughs> now to the wine. We must first examine the nose of the wine to see what it can tell us about its bouquet. And we do that by... By smelling. Very good, Lila. Lift the glass, thusly. And while rolling the wine vigorously around in the glass, we breathe deeply and fully. Very good. And now we take our first taste. A big, boisterous gulp. And we roll it around our entire palate. And we try to reach those little taste buds stuck way far at the back of the tongue, remembering not to swallow. Excellent. And now we spit. <laughs> Yeah, I loved, I loved, loved all. Of, yeah, all of it. I mean, all of it was just kind of. So, and the, Miss Twin Peaks, the final sort of two episodes were really kind of very special too. Very nice to be part of that also. So, and it was something yeah. that you know, and that and that Miss Twin Peaks actually Dick's character improved. Like he actually saw, like. He saw he he found good or something like he did the mm -hmm. right thing he did I, I like that he had a whole arc redemption of being, it was a redemption kind of <laughs> thing yeah. yeah well good I'm glad <laughs> I'm glad it's redemption then he's gone there was never to be seen again. <laughs> yeah I um, yeah I, I just was with I was Harry was here this weekend so we were together on Monday night. Reading for a class, a, a, a writing class, we read their scripts and oh wow! I was we we uh, we were just kind of laughing, kind of reminiscing about like not only how long it's been, but just we've been close ever since. So we were, uh, yeah. And that's something. That's nice. Yeah. yeah. And I had heard you're almost in uh, season three, The Return. Can you share with us that 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 almost happened? Well, it almost, and I say it almost because. I had I'd seen Joanna and several other people, and they basically, you know, said, "Well, you, you know, your name is coming up a lot." Well, I think it must have come up either way too much or maybe just not enough. But, um, well, that, but that's all right. I was totally, you know, I, I see David all the time, and I was completely like, like um, I was totally, totally fine, totally fine either either being a part of it or not being a part, and also being a part, always being a part of it anyway. So whether. Did you end up seeing uh, season three? I, you know, I don't watch anything, but I saw a little bit of it. I watched some of it, and I liked it. I really loved it. I thought it was everything that David would have done if it hadn't, if Twin Peaks hadn't been on the network television. You know, I think that's exactly what, uh, exactly what he would have done with it. But yeah. Yeah, I saw it, and I loved it. And um, a lot of my friends were in it. People who went in the original, like Candy Clark, and oh. um, a lot of 
other other you know old friends of mine here in, in town were actually actually got to do it. So that was great, very exciting. I'll watch it sometime. But I generally yeah. only see stuff on planes, and I haven't seen it on a plane yet. Oh yeah, that would be a hard watch on a plane. <laughs> Might be highly edited. <laughs> Um, well, I don't probably like. I mean, Game of Thrones is that's what I watch usually, like when I fly or oh yeah, yeah, Peaky Blinders or something like that. Yeah. Um, so, in season three, did you get to see when we get to uh, see Wally Brando, uh, Andy, and Lucy's child? Did you see that part? Yes. At least? <laughs> now, uh, you know, I did. I, I did. I saw a little. I saw a little clip of that. I also came back to let my parents know because this has been a matter of grave concern for them that I've decided to let them do what they wish with my childhood bedroom. They want to, they want to build a study with the two of them. Such sweet people. Oh, that's such beautiful news, Wally. Tell us where you've been, Wally. My family, my friend. I've crisscrossed this great land of ours countless times. I hold the map of it here, in my heart, next to the joyful memories of the carefree days I spent as a young boy here in your beautiful town of Twin Peaks. From Alexandria, Virginia, to Stockton, California, I think about Lewis and his friend Clark the first Caucasians to see this part of the world. Their footsteps have been the highways and byways of my days on the road. My shadow is always with me, sometimes ahead, sometimes behind, sometimes to the left, sometimes to the right. Except on cloudy days, or at night. Yes, well, Wally, it's great to see you again. And may the road rise up to meet your wheels. I thought you looked more like Dick's child. Yes, yes that's, that's what we were going to yes. say. Yes. Like, yes. I really think... I think that's actually what Harry said. Harry was like, he really was like, he kind of... Yeah, he was like more like Dick's child, like with his sense of style or whatever. Yes, I thought his mannerism, and he he goes into a whole monologue and Marlon Brando monologue. Yeah, Andy or Lucy would go into a monologue, but Dick would. Dick would spend a long yes. t- time talking about himself. And <laughs> yeah, I, you know, it was your child the whole time. <laughs> That's funny. That's fun. Well, who knows. <laughs> um, so, were you you were filming on the air and Twin Peaks at the same time? Is that right? Uh, you know, I think they overlap, perhaps. I'm not sure. I think, no, I think Twin Peaks was still airing when we started on the air. Yeah. I think Twin Peaks was actually just still airing. So, um, I think that was the, that, that, that was the timing. I was just thinking it must have been challenging for you if you were, if you had to go back and forth between, uh, the two shows. Uh, no, I, I, I don't believe I did, actually. I think I'm a, it was overlapping with something else that I was doing, but I think Twin Peaks was actually still airing. Uh, we were doing the pilot. Oh, okay. of, uh, we were doing the pilot of On the Air, which, um, yeah, I think that was the timing. Yeah. The and final season, I think, of Twin Peaks, I think, was, was still on while we were shooting that. Yeah. 
Now, Mark Frost once said he wrote on the air with particular actors from Twin Peaks in mind. Do you think Lester Guy was written specifically for you? Hell no. I would, I would like to think so. I think it was definitely... I think so. I think so, too. Yeah. It wasn't offered to anybody else, and I think it was probably... I don't know. I think Miguel was definitely somebody... You know, they, they'd written Buddy Buttwaller. It was definitely written for Miguel. Yeah. So, yeah. I'm so impressed, you know, with your physical comedy on in, uh, on the air. I mean, <laughs> the extent that you went and do you have a story about the, the whole rope experience of getting hung upside uh, down? Yeah, the rope. Yeah. yeah, the rope. Oh, that was horrible. That was horrifying. I read that and I kind of like read it the way actors read everything else, and I was like, read it, and I was like, okay, stun guy, stun guy, fine, 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 stun guy, stun guy. Oh, then close up of my head and the dog food. Well, that's a piece of cake. And on the morning, we were going to shoot it. Never crossed my mind. And David came to my trailer or my dressing room and said, uh, Lester, Lester, it's, uh, it's David. <laughs> I was like, oh, hi. He goes, well, now listen, we've got somebody here who's going to fetch you for a harness. <laughs> a harness? A harness for what? He said, well, the hobby walks right down, Lester. <laughs> But like me upside, I went into like a sheer like I can be upside down. Like I said, oh no, no, you be your head'll be, you know, two feet off the ground. I said, <laughs> two even feet. two feet off the ground, upside down. Like that's ridiculous. Because no, 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 people like so. Ten minutes later, I'm still saying no, and the harness is on. <laughs> harness is fitted. The harness is on. And one hour later, the rope is being sort of tied around the harness, which was a Hessian rope. I remember this very clearly. And David and everybody standing there saying, oh, and I'm sitting, like, lying on my back on the ground, and David's going, right, okay, right, great. Now just, uh, why, uh, haul, haul away, haul away. <laughs> and they start winching up the rope, and I go sort of higher and higher and higher till I think maybe, I don't know, like 10 feet, 15 feet off the ground wow. in my head. <laughs> then the rope starts to spin, like, because it's Hessian rope, and nobody's thought that it was unwind. So the rope starts to spin, and I'm going faster and faster and faster. Oh, and everybody's just looking, and I'm going, oh, my, like, just everybody, like, from upside down, I can see their faces in the mouth, so, like, like, then it stops. Oh. Then it starts to go the other way. Oh. Like, then down the other way. And nobody thought to say, get him down. Get so David finally said, oh, grab him, get him down from there. So they then tried a piece of fishing wire from my arm, somebody holding it at the side, to see if that would stabilize it, but then the fishing wire ended up wrapped all around me too. So it was, by the time they got it right, it was, I was completely, totally numb to the whole thing, but it was a lot of fun. Wow. Fun. wow. Really, it was great fun. You're a trooper. Was, <laughs> wow. Two days I was upside down, I think. Oh my God. That's something. Yeah. Wow. For two days, but uh, I'm glad I did it. And I'm sort of, there was no stuntman in sight, I have to say. And you went on, throughout the whole series, you went on to really do great physical work. I just yeah. love the way that you were, totally went into it and fall all over, and it just, it was a <laughs> Yeah, rock. I know. I, yeah, I think uh, I've always kind of, I've always uh, done, even on stage, I've done like stuff like that, and paying for it now with, you know, like back issues and stuff, but everybody does, I think it's mm. just, but it was great fun. I loved all that. Yeah. I'd do it all again. I wouldn't do it any differently. I just, it was, it's very rewarding and very uh, satisfying but uh, you know 
We so we interviewed Nancy Ferguson, and she said how much she loved working with you, and that you guys have been great friends. And she and, th- and this is after we after we did our interview, she shared with me that you guys actually did a publicity, and I think you went to Rome, and you guys went. Can you share with us that I think David actually had you guys go other places to uh, publicize on the air? Yeah, he, yeah, he did. Uh, we went to yes, we went to Rome together, which was was we had a great time. I think Nancy and I. Were, had such a great well we had such a great time anyway that I think the people handling the publicity in Rome like we said well we don't need to go home we can stay and they were like kind of like trying to be polite basically saying well no you've got to get out of here because there's more people coming for something else we (laughs) "We don't want you we're having a we had a great time and uh, we had a great time in the city and the publicity itself was you know like it's always hard work but it was we had some some great free time I went to Tokyo Tokyo, and I went to Tokyo for both Twin Peaks and On the Air, and then I went to Paris for Twin Peaks and On the Air also. So I did kind of a, I, I did a lot of uh, the a lot of the international stuff. So it was all great fun. And I think I heard that you had you had you had an uh, on the air dance you had to do for a Japanese show. Can you share that with us? <laughs> you know the funny thing is when I did that, I thought nobody will ever see it. Nobody will ever talk about it. Until you are bringing it up. <laughs> we, you, you didn't I, I know you were getting. They put it up. They nobody told me, and I kind of went to this studio and they mocked out the lamp post with like, and I was like, are you? <laughs> People serious? Like, yeah, do the you know do the let, let the guy down. So I was like, oh god, yeah, if I can remember. But now you're not gonna the lamppost isn't gonna fall over, is it? Like, and they're like, no, 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 no. I was like, you promise me you're serious? I'm not gonna be hanging on to that. And you're gonna press a button and I'm gonna fly off the side of the stage. No, no, no. So I was like, they with trepidation I did the. I tried to remember. It was two years later, I think. Tried to remember the choreography of Lester's, you know, interpretive. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> Lester's interpretive dance, which, of course, I think, since the choreographer only appeared at the pilot, as I did that dance any other time, it was just me making it all up. So, you know, I don't like... I'm sure it was, like, very similar, but I remember kind of the, basically the moves. It really used... It actually made me crack up. It makes me crack up now thinking about it because he was so serious and earnest about it. Yeah, yes. Because he really, he really wanted to be, you know, the same as he was with the beats, and the, you know, he wanted to be groovy and didn't want to be, you know, he wanted to be as far away from washed up as possible. So he was yeah. like, you know, totally into this whole like interpretive dance, right. the new thing, the new movement, it's the new like whatever. One of my favorite oh, things. Yeah. My favorite things in the pilot is uh, Lester's doing his working on his. He's practicing his dance and he gets really upset at everybody because they're t- they're talking while he's d- you know doing that. But I just love that you ha- you just make this face and everybody should know how dare you <laughs> how dare <laughs> you talk to me while I'm doing practicing my dance. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, make, I, I, I make that face on stage if somebody's phone rings. Believe uh, me, it's like don't don't. Don't be talking while I'm doing my my best. Quiet. <laughs> <laughs> and speaking of dancing and uh, music, you got to spend some time with uh, Angelo Balamente uh, during on the air. Yes. How was I that? Did. Angela, actually, I got to actually sit in a like a rehearsal hall with him while he composed. Like he was actually composing, I think, the opening for the Olympics, which was in Barcelona that year. He wow. Had composed that while he was with us. 
And then he composed all the little, you know, Lester's, all Lester's little mm. musical uh, numbers, which I can still remember. <laughs> Isn't that something? Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, yeah, I still remember them. It's so funny. He, he composed those which were really, uh, like, really, I can't remember how many of them. There was one, I did one with Betty and did one with, can't remember, yeah, yeah, it was great. I mean, that itself was just so wonderful, like. Like, it know, is great music. Yeah. I just saw him. Actually, I just saw Angelo with uh, his wife was here last year, I think, for the uh, Festival of Disruption, David's, David's oh, yeah. event. And, and I go to that every year, but I saw him last year. Sweet, always such a sweet, wonderful gentleman with his wife. And he just has a little camera. He wants to take his photograph, mm. be photographed with everybody. And I was there with Debbie Harry, and he wanted like, to put pictures with it. And it's like just, it was just, he was so sweet and lovely, like for this genius, genius of a man. He, he yeah. was in New York about a week or so ago. Uh, the, there's a new album for the Thought Gang, which he did with David Lynch. Yes. And uh, unfortunately, we couldn't make it, but he had a whole signing he was doing in yeah. New York about a week or so ago. So we were hoping All right. we could see him. Wow. Yeah. Wow. How nice. So great. And, and talking yeah, about I, music and dance, um, you mentioned at USC screening the, uh, on the air, you mentioned about how... The year 1957 was kind of a, a time of repression, but also the era of rebellion. Can you elaborate about that? I think that you were kind of go, talking about really the dance and maybe talking about episode seven about the uh, beatnik and all that. Yeah, I think there was a, there was a, I think establishment felt a great threat from this uh, change. And, you know, it was going from like, you know, like uh, it was, you know, the, the cusp of rock and roll, basically. Mm. Um, you know, the Beatles were couple of years later, but, you know, people had been, had been Frank Sinatra, Perry Como, you know, Andy Williams, all this, like, kind of, and now suddenly there was this, I mean, even Frank Sinatra, I think, kind of changed, you know, he, he sort of, with the Bobby Soxers and all of that, but it was this whole change, and um, it was very, it was very threatening, I think it was very threatening to society, the way things, you know, even always are, you know, people who are very set in their ways, don't want to be rocked and don't want to be forced to look at things differently. And, you know, it's even when Johnny Mitchell came along and John Baez, and, you know, they kind of shook, they sort of shook things up. So I think that is, on the air was around that. It was kind of the, it was also the, the eve of, you know, the beginning of like live television, like variety shows and yeah. you know, people have been used to the radio. And now I can't remember the, percentage of homes that had televisions. It wasn't very many, I think, you know, way back. That's, that's the other thing I loved on the air when they showed the audience at home. Oh, I love yes. that, too. Yes, that's great. Yeah, I just I thought that was so genius. That was actually part, one of my favorites, so when the audience at home, like... And sometimes they'd be in, in strange locations, or they'd be at the kitchen, or they'd be in, in the living room. I think there was one that, where they were in a hospital Yeah, in episode seven, it was two dogs yeah, watching. Yeah, I think somebody, was somebody, like, in a stable with their horse? <laughs> yes, horse right. yeah. That's great. Yeah. Love it. Yeah, it was really, really, really clever. I loved all of that. It was just brilliant. In talking about your dance, uh, it, it seemed like, almost made me think of like Singing in the Rain, or it was a little bit more, I don't know, it was like old-fashioned, but then you have, by the end, in, in episode seven, you have the beatnik who, she's doing, or the, 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 the woman with no name, and she's just doing something kind of radical dancing. And, stuff and you're that. trying to change it up. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I, I think it, it, it was great. I we had ju We've just finished covering... Uh, on the air. On the air. And I felt like I felt like the last episode was kind of a message to us about like let the freaks <laughs> your fr freak flag fly right that we yeah. should be uh, out there and I don't know. yeah I think well how many did you see was that the last one that you saw I don't yeah know. yep 
I I didn't. Everybody said. I, I think there were nine. I think we did nine. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. So there's it was like. I think, yeah, I, I think, think there was six. That, six that people have seen, and there's three that there's three missing episodes that huh. disappeared someplace. But I think we did nine. Now I, I'm. It's possible. Yeah, I think. <laughs> so there were seven episodes released on a um, a, a, VHS, uh, a, a laser disc in disc, Japan, right. but it only yeah. aired three. We th- yeah, they only aired three. So we US. have seven. So you're saying they're possible. They're possible. Two episodes. Yeah. Yeah. I think yeah. I, I, um, yeah. Nancy and I talked about that. I think there were two, but or two or three that nobody had ever seen. Wow. I, mean, I have to. I think I may have scripts someplace. I have to look. I have to look. That'd be. I'd be curious to know about that. Out. Yeah. Yeah. I know Mark Frost keeps saying that at some point they might release it in some format, whether it's DVD, Blu-ray, or streaming. But I. Th- it sounds like they've remastered it, and one of these days maybe they'll release it. I'm hope we're hoping. I hope so. I'd like, you know, I just, I ran into Betty Thomas and she still talks about it. And Leslie Lincoln Gladys, she still talks about it. They're like, because we had a lot of fun, you know. But it was Nancy and I said, and even Miguel, who was more seasoned than any of us, we said, are we really supposed to be having this much fun? Do you think this is a good thing? Like, we were kind of just loved it. We just loved it every day. We loved it. We loved, like, going to work. We loved the whole, hmm. we loved every, every aspect of it. And then, of course, you know, loving it so much. You, See what happened to him. I feel like I've never loved that. I've never loved anything that much again. So. Uh, <laughs> I feel like I feel like your love for the show shined in the characters. Like I, there, yes. was, there was a sense watching it that all these characters were happy and and I don't know. There's there's something special I feel with this show. And yeah. I feel like it, it, and and, you, and on the air was ahead of its time because you it was a comedy show with no laugh track. Yeah, which was refreshing. Yeah. That's refreshing. That's it's, something you didn't see back then that much. And, and now yeah, we see it all no. the time. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. I think we kind of knew it was, it was going to be very different. It was kind of, we just thought it was great. We couldn't understand why everybody wouldn't love it. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of people did. A lot of the TV critics initially were like, you know, they loved the pilot, of course, because David directed it and it was kind of, but a lot of people really kind of liked it and thought it was going to maybe change, break the mold and make, you know, be a different, which it, you know, it, was, but, you know, as Twin Peaks had done, but as David, whenever he was asked that, he'd always say, well, you know, Gunsmoke did the same thing, and so did Wagon yeah. Train, so everything, you know, everything comes along and changes, and, you know, we see that every couple of seasons, there's a show kind of out the gate that then changes the way television looks, so it's kind of, you know, we thought that was going to be us. Totally, and uh, Bob Angles has, has said that, like, he had talked to Jerry Seinfeld, they they were shooting right next to On the Air, and, and Jerry yeah. Seinfeld's like, you guys are going to go on for years and years, and we're going to get canceled. <laughs> so, wow. Be, I know, can you imagine? Can you imagine that? And also, uh, <laughs> I remember, like, we had a close set, and Miguel's cousin, George Clooney, was doing Roseanne on the other soundstage, and came over and asked if you can get on the set and Miguel's like no it's a close set you can't get on there <laughs> <laughs> I think he wanted to see David Lynch I think he wanted to see he did and then, but, then I met, but George said but your mom was he, was here yesterday I know she was <laughs> she was Rosemary Clooney had been on the set uh, the day before <laughs> that's awesome that's great. That's funny, like yeah. Can you imagine keeping George Clooney on the set no. these days? I don't. Think. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Wow, that's so cool. And do you have a favorite episode of on the air? Um, I liked. I kind of liked the Mister Peanuts one. Yeah, only, I like that. I like that. You know, bringing on that kind of over the top Betty Davis. You know, her the, the guest thing. I really. 
I liked that. The reason I liked it, which I guess I don't know whether Andy's ever talked about it, but we were, it wasn't Mr. Peanuts, it was Mr. Penis. We oh. were singing. <laughs> we were, he can put us, you know, smile and turn it upside down. <laughs> Mr. Penis. Oh. We were all singing that, which I think, I'm not sure how we got away with it, but we did. That's wow. Awesome. And, um, yeah. I like that. I like the, the, uh, Stan Tailings run with the ducks. I really like when Stan Tailings came. Oh, yeah. The great English actor who, every time he spoke, he just coughed and couldn't get the words out. And yeah, Freddie Jones. Yeah, Freddie yeah. Jones. Yeah, Freddie, yeah. Loved, I loved that. I loved them all. They were all different. I yeah. loved that. Uh, I'm so glad you brought Mr. Peanuts because I feel like there's a lot of innuendos. There's like Lester is doing a commercial for pipes and he's saying Mr. and Mrs. Pipes and yeah, laying the pipes, <laughs> laying the pipes. Yeah, that was there, very. There, there's a few of them. Like there, there's one we was it episode six was there? Which one was about going downtown? That's episode seven. Oh, seven. Yeah, going downtown. <laughs> yeah, that was the beats. Yeah, that was the beats going. Have you ever been downtown? And Nicole says I've been downtown, downtown with Lester. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's like wow, <laughs> that's great. Yeah, he was funny. That, he was funny. Yeah. Well, that's most of our on-the-air coverage stuff that we want to talk to you with. But I, I was just curious. You were involved with the Citizen Band, and I'd love it if you talk a little bit about that. And it seemed a really interesting group. That was great. I loved that. And we kind of uh, we had a nice long sort of I guess six seven years from the year the first Obama election, second Obama election. We kind of didn't do anything before 2016. I think we did, we're in New York, and then actually, I think the night before Sandy hit Tom was our last big show, and I think that everything got flooded in that theater, all of our costumes mm -hmm. and everything. So I think got on a flight to get out and do General Hospital the next day, so I got out, and then I think we lost everything, but I, I'm trying to think if we did get back together for something else. I'm not sure we did. We had a great time. You know, the album, we recorded an album which wasn't, I don't think, the best, because our, our whole rehearsal process was much more interesting, and then our just live performances, I think, were just so extraordinary. Like, we did South by Southwest for Warby Parker, and, um, you know, we played out here, we did private groups, we did, you know, the opening of something in Aspen, but they were, we were very political, and Sarah Sophie Flicker, who actually was one of the founders, is now, you know, like the Women's March, she's one of the founders of the Women's March. Cool, she's wow, gone, she's that's great. She's gone on to do some other things, Karen Elson, of course, is, you know, still, like, beautiful and working away. Uh, we had some great guests, like, great, wonderful people, uh, uh, you don't own me. What's her name? Uh, she the year before she passed away. She actually, I think, our last show. She came on stage and sang that because you know it was about abortion. Uh, oh, wow. What is the name? That wonderful Gore, Leslie Gore. Oh, oh wow. wow! Yeah, and for people uh, that don't know, this that. is like an avant-garde cabaret kind of. Uh, well, it political. was like a, a Weimar Republic, which is you know between Germany before the Second World War. And everybody was expressing themselves through theater and yeah. before they were being repressed. And, uh, you know, we did it through very highly stylized, like with great, you know, makeup, and great costumes and, you know, live orchestra on. I said orchestra, everybody else said band, but huh. I like orchestra better. Live orchestra on stage with, you know, just some great singers. Cindy Lauper was with us once, uh -huh. coming twice. And we were once part of an installation for Jeffrey Deitch, part of one of his installations, so we would be in different galleries doing our, our stuff, and um, yeah, it was great. I loved yeah. it. I absolutely loved it. 
That sounds awesome. I, I feel like you need to bring it back. Too. I mean, it needs to be like yeah. it needs to be something. I mean, now more than ever, I think we need things like this in in, in the world. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I agree. I think uh, I, you know, we all talk, we all see each other, and um, yeah, I, you know, Rain Phoenix, I see all the time, and she was, you know, she and I did like paired up a lot to do different stuff. We did great, you know, big musical numbers, and you know, with showgirls, and that's awesome. Yeah. Everything else, and it was it was great. Some of the I look at some of the photographs actually when I'm scrolling through, looking for a turn back. What's it called? Turn back Thursday. Or whatever that <laughs> oh, throw back Thursday. Yeah. I scroll through my photographs and I go, mm, I don't know if people are ready for that. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. I'll save that for maybe uh, I don't know. I guess now, do you have anything uh, currently you're doing you want to promote? Um, um, anything coming out? You know, nothing. No, I've I actually been taking. I've actually been taking it easy, which I kind of. It, well, I sort of. It was by design. I sort of got. I was doing, back back doing soap operas and realizing that I didn't really like the the uh, just the whole process that much as I and I used to love it, and I thought I had to kind of maybe. As I always uh, sort of, like as I have been, uh, I wouldn't say accused, but several times when I do a lot of theater stuff, especially here in L.A., the Los, the L.A. Times are, take great delight in telling me that I, that I, you know, do like a fairly good job, but even though I struggle like very hard, I can never escape my urbanity. So I tell everybody, you know, I've taken a year off to see if I can outgrow my urbanity. <laughs> Get back to you and let you know how it worked. Aww. So I, uh, it's been kind of nice, actually. So I don't, I feel less urbane than I once was, and I feel like a lot happier. And, and uh, we'll see what comes up. There's other, I'm discussing stuff, but everything is different. And I like the change and stuff. I like the way things have, you know, I like, uh, I like doing streaming stuff. I did a one little streaming, I did a streaming thing for Amazon. I liked it. I liked the quality. I liked it. It was fast. I liked the, everything about it. So awesome. I kind of love looking at that. And I, yeah. Well, Ian, thank yeah. you so much for your time. It's been great talking with you. Really are so impressed with your work, and it's been a, a really special to be able to get to talk to you about it. Well, thank you, Ben and Brian. I appreciate it. It's been great fun talking to you, and I, I shall, uh, I look forward to talking to you again. And when I have something to sell, I'll Look you up. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. If maybe if there's a season four of Twin Peaks, we'll get you. You'll get on the show, and we can talk about that, or who knows. Yeah, it'd be all about you, <laughs> yeah. Dick, in season four. Yeah, wouldn't that be nice? Maybe. Uh, yeah, I don't. I, I wouldn't. I, I've never known how to make things happen. Things either happen or they don't. I right. prefer it that way. So that's just, that's nice. It's fine. It's fine. And it seems like it's worked out for I you. Always say, yeah. Well, I always like prefer things to unfold and rather than me unravel. Mm. So it's better. Awesome. Much better. Thank you, Ian. Thank you, guys. Yeah, <laughs> thank you so much. Thank you. Have a good thank one. Thank you. Have a good holiday. You yeah, too. you Happy too. Thank you. Happy holidays. Thank you. Good day, Dick. Hello, Andy. This is little Nikki, my charge from Happy Helping Hand. <laughs> Nikki, this is Deputy Andy. How do you do, young fella? Hi. <laughs> Andrew, old boy, little Nicky and myself, we just came from Horn's department store where Nicky was fitted for a new wardrobe. And now we're on our way for a malted, and we were hoping Lucy could come with us. Oh, shoot, Dick. Lucy's up at the Great Northern, helping with the Milford wedding. 
Oh, God, that's right. Doogie's getting married again. Lucy's not here? Does this mean we can't go out for a malted? Yes, unfortunately. We'll have to go some other time. But you promised. I... Can we go? <laughs> you know, Dick, it's close to my lunch hour. If you'd like, Nikki, I'd sure enjoy taking you two guys out for a malted. How would that be? Oh, boy. <laughs> Thank you, Ian Buchanan. He's so generous with his time. It was so great talking. I think we got a couple nuggets I'd never heard about on, on the air. The penis thing? Mr. Penis. I'm still flabbergasted by the, that I one. think this proves my point that this uh, show had a lot of innuendos. Yes, it I think did, so. Yeah. It has a, a lot. It. Of, yeah, and so did Twin Peaks. Really, I mean, Twin but this more <laughs> on the air. Really, I think on the air had way more. All right, I do. Oh, I, maybe. Do, I feel like it's seven. It was seven episode jam packed <laughs> of innuendos, where Twin Peaks was scattered throughout. Yeah. So nice of Ian. It was so good talking with yes. him. He's what a career he's had. I mean, over thirty years. In the business, and uh, I'm really excited to see what he does next. From commercials to soap operas to Twin, Twin Peaks. Peaks and On the Air. Amazing. Something. And I, I love the fact that he still looks at On the Air very fondly. Yeah. That's really cool. And he stays close with, you know, both On the Air people and Twin Peaks, which I think is, is wonderful. Yeah, fantastic. So, we are winding down on, on the Air, like Ben said. We only have episodes six and seven left. So, Watch those episodes. We'll be talking about them in the next couple weeks. Also, we have the best of. It's landing. It's coming down the chimney on Christmas Eve morning. You will get our best of. It's a big present. It's going to be a big one. If you've listened to our stuff from last year or previous years, you know how special it is. You know that the community comes together yes. and they give you a present for Christmas. We are so lucky this year. Uh, we got a lot of new voices some old favorite voices, and I think it's going to be, I think we might top last year's uh, best of. Can't wait to hear it. Me too. Because <laughs> the elves, they're editing That's it right, right now. The ed- elves. The Twin Peaks Unwrapped the Elves. Elves are right now yes. getting that. We, we just give them, like, here's all our clips. You make something out of it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we'll see what happens. So that's going to happen very shortly on Christmas Eve. Watch On the Air episodes 6 and 7, and uh, we'll be ringing in the new year uh, 2019 very shortly. We have some uh, ideas, fresh ideas for 2019 uh, that we hope we can uh, do, and we hope everybody gets to join us. Can't wait. Yeah. So if you have a comment, a question, a theory, or you want to talk about On the Air or David Lynch or Twin Peaks, send us an email at twinpeaksunwrapped at gmail.com. Also, feel free to share and like us on Facebook. Let's hit um, let's hit the big number. The big 2,000. The big 2,000. I'm going to make 2019 2,000. We're going to hit it. Also, you can follow us on the Twitter. Great community. Got to love them. Got to love the Twitter. It's a great time. Also, you can listen to us on Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, iTunes. Give us that five-star review. A nice little review. Two seconds of your time. It will just get us out there more. Also, if you want to support us, visit TeePublic. The link is in the show notes. Buy a shirt, a t-shirt, sweatshirt, a mug, a sticker. A portion of that comes to us, and we'll keep the lights on for one more year. And right now, we're in the holiday season, so I'm sure there's some sales going on. There's sales going on everywhere right now. TeePublic is no exception. Go in there and uh, get something for yourself or a loved one. 
definitely. And we have our partners 25 years later, and they did an interview with Ian Buchanan as well. I think it maybe was a year or so ago. I would recommend check going to their website and seeing that interview. They also have covered on the air, and they, of course, they have a, other great television and film articles on a daily basis. So go check out 25 Years Later site. It always makes me feel like I'm not watching TV enough. <laughs> right? I look that stuff going, man, I got to start There's watching no time. stuff. There's no time for it all. Yeah, I'm like so behind. I they give do, up. They do two articles a day. We're not going to be able to cover everything. No. And they, they're amazing. You know, growing up, there was a thing we used to say. I have 52 channels and there's nothing on. Now the new the new saying is I have six six streaming services and there's way too much good stuff on. It's true. That is the new there's nothing on. There's too much good things right. on. It's overwhelming. And you've already cut the cord, but you know, I I'm kind of I'm in the middle, which I'm kind of like having it all. I'm I'm using my DVR recording all kinds of stuff, but then I've got the Hulu, the Amazon, the Netflix, uh HBO Go. Seems <laughs> like you're double these, dipping almost. I'm double it. dipping it, but I've got too much. I'm gonna get myself sick. It's like <laughs> it's like Thanksgiving. It's like I ate too much and I'm just like I can't eat anymore. I know, and yeah, it, it becomes that point. You're just kind of like ah, oh, I got I pick one thing, I watch it, and then five things come out that weekend, and I'm like I can't keep track of it all. I don't know. Netflix puts out. What? They're going to put 700 shows out this year alone uh, in 2019? It's unbelievable. Or more? It's so, it's so much. It's beyond. Yes. Beyond, but I But right consume. now, we're covering on the air, and we'll be going back to Twin Peaks. And, yeah. Uh, Hyper-focused. Hyper on the air. Yes. That's where we're at. That's where we're at. So we'll see you guys next week for On the Air, Episode 6. See you next week. Oh, no.